Welcome to the Gary Gallagher Law Hour. Attorney Gary Gallagher and his firm have represented thousands of Hawaii workers and families during more than 35 years practice throughout the islands. Whether helping countless workers exposed to asbestos unknowingly in their jobs, filing suit against gas companies for unfair local pricing, or representing the state of Hawaii and winning a settlement against big tobacco, the Gallagher Law Firm helps fight for consumer advocacy and fair play for the people of Hawaii. No kopono on your behalf. Now, Gary and his team are here to take the mystery out of what they do and answer your legal questions. So here's the host of our show, Mike Buck and Hawaii attorney, Gary Gallagher. Aloha and welcome once again to the Gallagher Law Hour. The jury is uh, not in today. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a real departure from previous programs. And and one of the reasons I've, I've tried to differentiate sometimes to you all that there's a big difference between the, the Gallagher Law Office and the Gallagher Foundation. And this today, we're going to actually talk about both of them because, boy, we made a departure. And speaking about that, he's been departing all over the place. We've had other attorneys from his office in for a while. But this is the first time for a couple of months that Gary and I have got to say hello to each other. So hello, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, Mike. Thanks for being accommodated for my crazy schedule. You know, your crazy schedule, you, you let another birthday slip by, so I couldn't embarrass you on the radio by screaming happy birthday at you. Uh, and I think that now it's kind of funny because it's your birthday, but you're going to give every, we're, you're going to give all of us a present. You know? <laughs> and, and so I, I really think this is sort of neat. Uh, there are some people that have probably, by the time they hear this, already seen some activity on your building uh, here in, uh, on Ward Avenue. But let's talk HAPA. What is HAPA to you? Hapa, from the days that when I taught special ed at Haleiwa, I always marveled at the exotic look on the children, and Wahinis in particular, is mm. beautiful, and the old saying was, you know, Hapa cannot lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's always come out yeah. good looking, and, and it's and the biological reason is it's uh, hybrid vigor, and in Hawaii, we just see so many different ethnic groups. My two daughters are uh, Hapa uh, Japanese, and both beautiful in my view. And uh, so I've always been intrigued by Hapa in, in the narrowest sense, but yeah. in the broadest sense mm-hmm. too, with all the cultural influences we have that make a, make Hawaii what it is everybody loves, that we just love all the different influences. Those of you that, that have listened to Gary and I talk before, we go back, we have real history together for decades, and I'm the same way. I mean, I know more Hapa than I do non-Hapa. I have Hapa grandchildren, Hapa great-grandchildren. It's just a wonderful thing. But the real irony is when I was approached uh, by Gary's office about this doing this particular program, what's this all about? They sent me some really in- interesting stuff. And the word you're going to hear the word Hapa a lot today because not only are we going to talk about a project that's Hapa, but we're going to talk about an artist that's Hapa, and we're going to talk about Hapa lots of stuff. So let's get a little bit, first of all, before we uh, really introduce our guest, because we haven't said his name yet, very clever of me, it's, we're building suspense. How do you come up upon this idea of Hapa? What, what, what are you painting on the side of your, what are you having commissioned on the side of your building? Well, I've admired a particular artist's work for a long time. Mm-hmm. He does real elegant work, whether it's on the side of the building or the interior wall of a barber shop down in Chinatown. And I kept coming back to the same person. And then I talked to Clarice Kobashigawa in my office and said, Clarice, why don't we try to track down this we'll artist? We'll find this guy. And let's yeah, find yeah, this yeah. guy. The next thing I know, Clarice is connected with him and mm-hmm. we got a conversation going. Okay, so not only is... The project called Hapa, 
not only is the artist Hapa, and he just had a Hapa baby. So I mean, uh, let, let's let's try and figure this out. When when we took a, when I took a look at this, uh, Kamea Hadar, I saw that in effect. I I heard that name before. As a matter of fact, I did because somebody talked about the painting in Kakako. Um, are you Hapa? And and welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 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 So you're a true Hapa boy, right? Yes. And yes. You have, now you have a Hapa baby. Uh, yes. Yeah. I have a. Uh, a one and a half week old baby. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I, I, am I right in guessing that this particular, you know, meeting of of the spirits between you and Gary is kind of prophetic because you're an artist and you can do just about whatever you want. But now, do you get to do something that you really want to do here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it was a uh, was a good fit from the start. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, Gary is one of those uh, kind of dream. Uh, you know, partners to work with where he he really, you know, trusts in the creative process and, 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 and lets artists, you know, he lets me express myself, you know. Okay. And, I want to learn about the, the actual um, process, of course, that I know our listeners mm-hmm. do. But what is the project? What, what, what are you painting on this? So, so uh, Gary's building is uh, right um, on the intersection of Kapilani and Ward. Mm-hmm. And uh, has a really amazing wall that faces uh, Ward Avenue that many of you, I'm sure, have dr- driven by many, many times. And uh, we're painting a large mural, um, a portrait of uh, President Barack Obama. Hoppa. Once again, here comes that Hoppa yeah. word, right? Yeah. A t- another Hoppa guy. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, now, had you uh, any 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 idea prior to this project coming up that you, you might be someday doing something like that? Uh, you know, I mean, I... I you know, my profession is painting large scale murals and I also do canvas pieces as well. But, um, you know, President Obama has always been, you know, an inspiration and, um, you know, it was an honor. It's, it's an honor to paint him. And, and I, you know, I'm just happy that, um, you know, Gary gave me the, 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 ca- the canvas to paint, you know, because uh, unlike, you know, my studio work, I, I can't go out to the art store and buy these kind of canvases. I yeah. need somebody who, Owns a building, um, who's you know willing to let me uh, paint on it. <laughs> Let's get this straight because this is a building that we all drive by in a long time. Uh, Gary, how long has your office been in this particular building? I'm losing track. <laughs> Decades. Losing track. Yeah, yeah. And we had the long-term master lease on it, and Ward Estate had it, and it's since changed hands. And we're still down the food chain. On the other hand. Um, we've been here a long time. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm assuming because this is your building, and you know, you lease this 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 wonderful piece of property that you didn't need to get permission from anybody except yourself to do this. Well, I, we're, we had a committee of three. Mm-hmm. I was Clarice, myself, and uh, Kamea. Yeah. Uh, we decided that this was art, and we were going to contribute a real inspirational piece as a tribute to Barack Obama. It's, it's so interesting uh, because I, I'm guessing, uh, uh, Kamea, let's talk about that because you can't just go and, and do something, right? I mean, there's there's signage and there's this and that, but talk about how this this work of yours is considered. It, it's, you're an artist, so this is a piece of art that you've been yeah. commissioned to paint. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, 
you know, there there are laws in place in Hawaii to um, regulate, quote unquote, visual pollution. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you drive, if anyone's driven, you know, around Vegas, they can see billboards at every corner. Mm -hmm. And in Hawaii, those, you know, zero, there are zero yeah, yeah, yeah. because, you know, we're trying to keep the, the look of our state clean. And mm -hmm. um, so there there are regulations that, you know, uh, prohibit signage and uh, of certain sizes and advertisements. But you know, this is 100%. I, I mean, I've never, you know, even when I get commissioned to do works for big corporations, mm -hmm. it's always um, very much considered art. And I, I, I'm and guessing, I, I'm guessing that once you start putting logos and trademarks and call this number and come yeah. get your haircut, then it's not art anymore. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, unless you're trying to, you know, there's it's a parody or you're trying to make a statement. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's all different forms of art. But I um, have never gotten into issues with people considering it an advertisement. And in this case, you know, it, even if you would consider it an advertisement, we're advertising, you know, racial equality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who would I, argue against that? I, I, I'm almost going to say that, and, and I don't want to put words in Gary's mouth because he certainly had a, a clear vision of what he was trying to do here. But this is, I look at this as kind of an opportunity, right? I mean, it's to say what you want to say, but it's also an opportunity to, for people to drive by to think what they want to think. That's all true. But more than that, if you, you know, love art, uh, real creative, different art, like I do, the street art, if you will, mm -hmm. or inside of a building, someone paints the inside of a wall, or like I mean, his wife is just a beautiful portrait on the side of a building. Mm. I didn't know who it was at first, yeah. I now know. Now, I know, um, I, I didn't know who it was, I knew the artist, but I didn't realize <laughs> that, that it was his wife that he painted. Yeah. No, but just spectacular work, and to think of marrying that with a tribute to someone from Hawaii, that mm. has just made us all so proud. So intellectually gifted, and, um, and um, the Hapa theme has been something I've long embraced, and in just thinking out loud with Kamehameha, he, he warmed up mm -hmm. to it. He had his own style and ideas, mm -hmm. and there, there wasn't a real tension. I just had influence and questions. Mm -hmm. And from the broadest result of just loving the way his art comes out to backing up and then describing, and then he'll, he'll get into the techniques of things. It's mind-boggling. He knows things at yes. such intricate detail of what makes things work or not. But mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sophisticated. All I know is... I love you, you his want work. the work then. Oh, I love you know, his and, work. And, and this idea, yeah. putting him in charge of doing it, uh, is very, very exciting to me. I, I'm going to guess, you know, uh, Kamea, that there are some commissions that would be a little bit more restrictive. Oh, and, yeah. You know, people, <laughs> but, but you're right. It's trust. But then let's explain something. Maybe because for those that are just maybe tuning in, your name is Kamea Hadar. Now, that Hadar is not your basic uh, Hawaiian word. No. Kamea so, is. Uh, so let's talk about this. You're Hapa. Yeah, so, you know, my, you know, background is very, very mixed. Mm -hmm. So my mom is actually uh, a Japanese-Korean. My grandma's full Korean and my grandfather's full Japanese. Mm -hmm. And that's already a weird mix, you know, back <laughs> yeah. in their generation. Back in the day, those guys didn't sometimes get along. Yeah, they other. didn't get along. Yeah. You know, my great-grandmother, my homini, my, my, my Korean great-grandmother, she um, had some issues let's say mm -hmm. with them getting together my grandfather was a war hero he um you know fought in the 442nd mm -hmm. uh you know which is a, the japanese american battalion so danny noe by the way sparky matsunaga just to name some of his yeah oh his yeah definitely mates, right yeah. yeah so um you know that's already a weird mix and then my mom uh while 
backpacking across Europe, met my dad, who's uh, from Israel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Holly guy. Uh, my grand, my grandparents on that side are Holocaust survivors. So, so this is the Hadar. This right? is Hadar. And, yeah. And, and what ethnicity is that name? So that's uh, that's a Hebrew name. Mm-hmm. My it, it actually our our family name was Citrinus in uh, in Poland. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we moved to when my grandfather and grandmother went to Israel, uh, they changed it to Hadar, which is the same meaning, but uh, the Hebrew kind of version, I guess you could say. So you know, I'm incredibly mixed you know, from all over the world, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, and some people, you know, growing up, it's always like, oh, you're a poi dog, you're a mutt, mm-hmm, you know what yeah. I mean? But top suey, if you want. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, like what Gary was saying earlier is to me, I like to consider it a hybrid, you mm-hmm, know, which is yeah. kind of, kind of yeah. a more positive look. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you know, you know, it sort of, it struck me, like I said earlier, folks, you, you know that Gary and I do have a lot of history and, and I'm going to say that there's probably no ethnicity that hasn't been at one point in time in your office. In other words, you deal in Hawaii as a Hawaii attorney, and certainly you deal out of Hawaii, but you represent and you work with lots of ethnicities already. So this is almost like a slam dunk. This had to happen, didn't it? I don't know. As to steal Kamehameha's word, it's a good fit mm-hmm. from the standpoint that I love Hawaii, I love all the different ethnic groups, and we have been so fortunate and honored to represent you know great groups like the workers at Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard or mm-hmm. wherever, just hardworking local people. And then over the years, I look at the juries and I look at our clients and I look at the law firm, and I like them to all look the same because mm-hmm. we can identify so strongly with our values. And people travel all over the world, and, you know, I'm blessed. I get to go a lot of places, but I miss Hawaii when I'm gone for a week. Mm-hmm. But when I come home, I really do love the ethnic richness that we have here. And that those values just come through. If you're in a big city, as amazing as they are, it's too big a puddle for me. The alienation is palpable. People drive along the freeway, and they don't know each other, and that's just the way it is. Whereas in Hawaii, it's a small enough puddle that you know people, and you mm-hmm. feel responsible to those people. It's a, it's a real island community. Of course, I have connection and a lot of aloha for Molokai, even more, more mm-hmm. so there, outer island, even smaller. But that all fits together in the idea that someone came from Hawaii of mixed you know, ancestry from around the world and was raised, went to school here and went off and became, you know, stellar at whatever he entered into school or work or whatever, and then became president of the United States. Uh, just makes me so proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so many people identify with that. that that's why I'm kind of thinking when it comes to Kamea that, that if you had to select somebody to do this work, you better select somebody that maybe walked in those shoes a little bit. So it must be very uh, interesting. So I want to make sure that people understand from this day forward as they're listening to the show and then driving by in the next few days to see this coming to fruition and then get this quote unveiled really, really soon. Um, what is the, it's Barack Obama is the subject. Mm-hmm. What What is the ground? What is it? In other words, is, is he coming out of the side of the building? Is he in a tree? What, what's, what's the big picture? Well, basically, um, you know, the background of the piece um, has one of his uh, speeches that he gave in Philadelphia in 2008 mm-hmm. that uh, was about racial equality. And, and you know, there's there's many really amazing quotes from it. And, you know, 
things like that our country is is more than the sum of its parts and and you know together we are one you know things like that that you know inspirational words so um you know i like to a lot of times in my work let the backgrounds show through and mm -hmm. and and you know paint parts of the portrait uh you know very transparent so that the words kind of become one with the person because after all you know people you know things that we say that that's kind of comes from inside of us so i, I kind of want to have that apparent in the in the piece itself gary what about this when we talk about timing you know in in our lives everything is timing right we are at a point where the president recently was in cuba on doing 50 years of of stuff uh the president was just in uh in vietnam on on, on doing lots of years of stuff the president was just in in Japan, uh, undoing a whole bunch of stuff at Ground Zero, where the first atomic bomb was. So this this actually has a pretty timely appearing. I mean, do you feel like the maybe the planets have lined up a little bit for this big this big reveal? Well, I'm I'm pretty much of a science guy, so I don't know about you know all these other things forcing it. Uh, the timing is good, mm. and but it's appropriate at the end of his eight years that we come forward mm. at this point and and say something as a tribute yeah. to him. So uh, in your world, maybe the planets are aligned. I see that as fortuitous. By the same token, um, Barack is so smart. He likes to think things through carefully. Unfortunately, that's not always in in tune with the five o'clock news. Yeah, politically. Or, or the is, need yeah, to, you know, sure. just be so sure and confident of yourself and not knowing everything. And that's not him. So, you know, sometimes I wish he had a little more political lead in his pencil, lean into his decisions a little harder and faster, but that's him. I wish I could give yeah. him 10% of my trial lawyer instincts. He'd be, yeah, be lethal. That, that, will unleash, <laughs> that will unleash a demon. But, but the whole point is, and I wanted to make this very clear, uh, some of you may have read uh, in PBN or some of you may be already aware of this project a little bit. It's not political. It's not making any statement. It's not saying vote for Joe. It's not doing anything except acknowledging that we are a special place. Is that a, is that a summation pretty good? I think so. Let's I, go to the nuts and bolts. That's what I want to do. I want yeah. to find out. Okay, uh, first things first. Um, I, I I asked uh, Kamara uh, when uh, uh, Kamara rather when we met. Um, okay, do you start with the dot in the middle like you do when you're laying out a floor, or do you start way way back in the backfield? How do you how does your mind's eye get what you're going to do? Well, so you know it. Murals and mural making, painting on walls, um, you know, painting in general, it, it's, it's uh, in many ways, you know, people think, you know, street art is this very new art form, but in, in many ways, it's this very, very traditional old art form that has been around forever. But started with the petroglyphs. Or the yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. petroglyphs, the Sistine <laughs> Chapel, I mean, there's like a, some amazing, yeah. you know, murals, I mean, maybe they don't call it street art, and, mm -hmm. and maybe the styles have changed, but... Um, you know, there. That being said, there are very many ways that um, technology mm -hmm. and, and the modern day world have affected what we do. So, like for example, when when I come up with the mock up, um, you know, the sketch, the quote unquote sketch of the piece, um, instead of drawing a, an architectural elevation, mm -hmm. I take a photo and I through Photoshop can mock up different things. So mm -hmm. we can actually. It helps to visualize what we're going to paint before we can paint and s size, you know, composition, the spacing, 
you know, if all the words are going to fit. Mm-hmm. You sure, know, I mean, yeah. you're painting a speech, you paint the whole wall, and then you realize that you have four more, more lines, and, and yeah, it doesn't yikes. fit, and you're at yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah, right yeah. corner, and you're stuck, you know? So I can space it out um, through the computer a lot better. Did it give you a greater impress- uh, impression of what your forebearers did when they didn't have computers or Photoshop and everything, and they just had to just do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. I mean, you know, we... We use, uh, you know, all these modern day tools help quite a bit. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still up there with a paintbrush, mm. just like them. So, um, you know, th- the th- the way that I start usually is with uh, with just a pencil sketch, mm-hmm. and um, and then you know, you were asking me about proportion. How do you get proportion? Now, a lot of it is just experience, and you have to just when you're up there. The pupil is just huge, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to trust that this, you know, in in kind of my gut and say, okay, well, this, you know, is supposed to be this big and, and mm-hmm. you have to trust in your sketch. So once it's okay, up there, By the way, when Kamar says pupil, we didn't discuss this. I asked him off the air before we started, where do you start with a dot or a line in the middle? And you said, no, you start with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. So after the sketch goes up, and the way that I put up the sketch is I use references. So you put a, you use bricks in the wall, you use pipes. If there's windows, if there's doors, you use all of those references to space the piece and to um, make sure that it's proportionate so that you don't get like, you know, a crooked face or a, mm-hmm. a lazy eye <laughs> or her that it just doesn't look like the person, you know? So once the sketch goes up, then um, I start painting and I always start with the eyes because the eyes are, you know, as they say, the windows to the soul and the eyes are the most important part of the piece. So without the eyes, all is lost. So I always start there and if they don't come out, then I'll redo them. But that has to be in place before I do anything. And it's also um, like a confidence thing for Mm -hmm. me. It's if I nail the eyes, then the rest kind of just snowballs very easily. You you know what I'm thinking here? I'm sitting here thinking that that all three of us are so different and yet we're also similar. I mean, uh, we all do what we do kind of well, you know, and and I I don't know, you know, I certainly can't speak for you because I've just met you, but and I'm not going to put words in Gary's mouth, but isn't it kind of neat when you can meet somebody that is so gifted in an area and is is willing to share and be humble and and talk about it, you know, instead of keep a veil of secrecy. He's telling us how he's doing this thing. Oh, no, it's fabulous. And it's whenever you bump into experts in their field and you become friends with them, mm-hmm. that's what comes mm-hmm. out. And, and Kamea is just that way naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started talking, and it became evident very soon that he's educated and very mm-hmm. sophisticated when it comes to the technical parts of art. Whereas, you know, I'm a consumer. I, just <laughs> yeah, look, just, oh, I like man, it. I buy it. I How much? That, you know, no, yeah, that yeah. face is so beautiful. Those yeah. eyes just are haunting. Her. They just mm-hmm. got the look. You know, that's what I want. Let's find this guy. And, you know, I'm just enthralled with the... Uh, in product, whereas he really knows the technical side and how come it works and why they don't. Let's talk about the technical part for a minute because here's okay. what I'm interested in. I know because of some work I do at Bishop Museum, collections management and, and care and restoration, you're painting something that is outside, right? Yeah. This thing is in the elements. Talk about maybe a couple of things. What you use, mm-hmm. maybe what your palette is, what yeah. you use, and then more importantly, how do you protect it from weather and how do you protect it from, from people that are going to deface it? So basically... Um, my main, the, the main, you know, medium that I use is just house paints. Mm-hmm. I go to Home Depot, 
I pick out the colors. Good bearer best or whatever. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. then, and you know, or sometimes we use, you know, the, just the cheapest house paint or mm-hmm. we go there and, and see if they have mist tints that um, people have have mixed paint and then it's the wrong color or whatever and then they, they you know, discount it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the the just basic house paint. So, you know, we when I prime it, I use Kills Primer. I mean, this is all, you know, very blue-collar stuff that mm-hmm. I, I learned from working as a contractor for my dad. Um, who's a Actually, I, I wanted to ask that. We're going to talk about the art thing in a little bit okay. here, but let's talk about the mechanics of painting. Right. You obviously had to probably pick that up as a young fellow. Yeah. So you know, I was. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of my peers in the street art world are um, very much from graffiti backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So they grew up bombing trains Taggers. and tagging <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh and uh, and I very much came from from the fine art background. Mm-hmm. So uh, while my friends were out in ditches and and you know, vandalizing the city. I was um, in the studio with, a, you know, like a sitter, you know, m- meaning someone sitting there modeling, you know, holding mm-hmm. a pose. And, you know, I've studied at the Sorbonne in Paris and in other cities like in Tel Aviv and and, um, and in Spain. So, Jerry, he just lets that rattle off like it's no big deal. It's kind, <laughs> of, it's kind of a big deal, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, it's so interesting to learn. No, I think yeah. so. That, but yeah. that, that's just one more facet of the diamond of Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Just, we have so many people that go home, that go away and get very sophisticated training or experiences in life and then bring them home. That's what I love. That's, I mean, our, another project, I love all these talented people that have had to leave Hawaii and figure, figure out strategies yeah. to bring them home. Good one. And, and so, so get, getting back into it, so the mm-hmm. materials are not rocket science you're, you're using yeah. basic stuff yeah like like you'd paint the inside of a house with yeah i mean yeah. uh you know the the exterior paint has uh uv coatings in it sure. that uh protect it so i tell people that it's it has the same lifespan that uh that a coat of paint has mm-hmm. on your house and and that's the coat of paint that's on the building anyway yeah now i'm just arranging it in a different way to have an image instead mm-hmm. of painting it just gray or yeah. blue or black what, what, what about this building what, what have you learned about this building that that made you decide exactly how you're going to put the, get the finished product on it uh well you know this building has an interesting kind of visor that mm-hmm. i've been uh dealing with mm-hmm. you know because it kind of splits the piece in two mm-hmm. uh so you know every building has its own kind of textures mm-hmm. um the concrete sometimes absorbs more paint so mm-hmm. you're just fighting against this this super absorbent concrete some of it is really really smooth so the paint drips more Mm. and you know because you're spraying it with water to thin Mm. out the paint so there's always their their ups and downs and 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 one other thing that really has affected the piece which is interesting is um the wind in this case and there's something about this building that and that corner or that face of the building that just is like a wind tunnel and I don't know. Really? What, yeah. Wow. And yeah. and and what it is is when you. Gary, work, you've been here decades. Did you ever even think of that? I do. Yeah, you do. No, it's it's just like a Molokai looking at east where the look across the Maui. It's mm-hmm. the Pailolo Channel. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same direction. So okay. It's so a little venturi yeah. that comes down yeah. Ward Avenue. Yeah. So uh, it, it's interesting what it affects in like okay the texture of the wall for example, if I'm you know I did stripes and I'm mm-hmm. you know on the wall that are black and white stripes. So I taped them off, and the tape, because of certain textures of the wall, wouldn't stick. So mm-hmm. we had to experiment with different types of tape. And on the top, it's a different type of tile versus like kind of this stucco 
so it stuck better. So yeah. it just really varies. And then the wind, like I, as I said before, is a huge factor because in this for this wall, um, I wanted to use a paint sprayer to spray out kind of like a black to white gradient. And because of the wind, the gusts of wind would catch the, the paint in the air and kind of swirl it around. So if you look at the background, it actually kind of has like a smoky kind of look. Mm -hmm. And that smoky look is because every single one of those kind of wafts is a gust of wind hitting the paint and kind of moving it around. So instead of a perfect gradient, I got this really, really smoky thing, but it actually adds to the background. It makes it even, I'm ex ecstatic because yeah. it just, but that's just the nature of art is well what about like Gary, Gary in his helicopter and when you're doing this project are you uh, are you flying solo do you have help <laughs> do you have background do you have people for this or do you do everything so so um you normally uh you know I'm pretty much a solo act mm -hmm. uh, in this case um one of my close close friends uh Jeffrey Gress uh helped me quite a bit mm -hmm. um he helped me do lay out ba basically the whole background and he is a um a master of type and letter letter forms. Oh, great! So, this, because this we we got to make sure that people understand. There's part of the Obama 2008 speech that is incorporated. Exactly. In this work. Yeah. So so Gress, um, um, you know Jeff Gress helped me quite a bit, and it's also just nice to have some company, mm -hmm. um, especially for backgrounds because they're they're bigger bigger area to cover. So it's 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 a lot more movement. It's more fun. There's more ladders involved you know versus when i paint the portrait itself it's very very you know less movement it's focus on one little area okay we're just working on the eye right now mm -hmm. we're just working on the the nose right now so that's more of when i when i really put the earphones in block out the rest of the world and have tunnel vision we have all seen the president change dramatically visually in yeah. the eight years that he's been right. president this is not an easy gig yeah um what what barack Hussein Obama Obama are we seeing uh you know we're seeing a kind of trying to find a balance between mm -hmm. you know not making him look too old and yeah. not making him look too too young mm -hmm. um but you know an experienced kind of face you know yeah. stern you know powerful inspirational mm -hmm. and he's kind of has this look you know he's he's looking up he's looking to the side he ha he's tilting his head quite a bit yeah, not quite a bit, but yeah. a little bit. You know, he has this kind of very. He looks like a veteran. He's he's knowledgeable, inspirational, and powerful. So, um, you know, all of those things combined, hopefully, will kind of convey the message that we're trying to. Yeah, try I, to I'm get. guessing, Gary, that one of the thing, and I don't know if you if you had input or if you if you asked Kamea to do this or do it that way, because it looks to me like. You've developed this relationship and you trust him and you know that he's going to do the right thing. But I'm just thinking that down the road, this thing is going to be a landmark. In other words, they're going to say, it's right by the Obama picture. Just go down Ward. You know, it's a, it, it, And you know that this is a, a, going to be a big deal. It's like how many people know Old Stadium Park? is? You go right by the Old Stadium. Well, there is no Old Stadium. And so pretty soon, it doesn't matter what the name of the street is, does it? You just go by the, you just go by the Obama picture and turn left. When it came to the, the what was going to be depicted, we had a lot of discussions about that. And my idea originally was, you know, that Obama, first of all, he is one of the coolest people around. And I, I'm stealing another one from Kamehameha. He said he was really cool. <laughs> I agree with him on that one. Mm -hmm. From the standpoint that 
I mean, he can sing. He can, but that electric smile of his, when he's, yeah. on, when he's on and it just comes mm-hmm. out, it's just so fabulous. I had something like that in mind, whereas Kamea had more of an inspirational look or what he came up with, and I deferred to him. Mm-hmm. I deferred to him. So it was collaborative initially, but you're absolutely right. He's a gifted yeah. artist, and I trust him um, to do this, and I'm, I, I'm just so confident it's going to come out. Yeah, I can already tell, uh, you know, Kamea, that this is like the, 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 uh, the client from heaven. Okay? Yeah. But, yeah. But, but I wanted to also talk about it, that there, have there been certain times in your career or certain times where you, you've said, you know, I'm not really comfortable doing it the way you want it then i you know i just i need to have a little more artistic license oh yeah i mean you're constant i mean that is kind of one of the biggest parts of this gig is Mm -hmm. is uh you know trying to manage clients expectations Mm -hmm. you know um and 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 it it's such an interesting kind of thing because we I run an organization called Powwow, which is the mural festival that happens in mm-hmm. Kakako, mm-hmm. which is exactly where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are about beautifying the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we fly in artists from all over the world, and we cover all the expenses. Mm-hmm. And we're asking all these business owners for um, for their for to donate their walls, basically to let us paint. Them. Is that what makes Kakako kind of special that you're able to make that arrangement with building owners? And, yeah, you know, yeah, and we work with yeah. you know Howard Hughes and mm-hmm. Kamehameha yeah. Schools, some of the big yeah. landowners in the area. We work with small mom and pop shops mm-hmm. too. We work try to work connect with as many people as possible, and um, you know in those cases, they get this. Some of these artists get tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some mm-hmm. of them for um, their work and they get their work on their wall for free but the understanding is that you um where you have to give us creative freedom sure. so yeah. if, i get it okay yeah so you know and so it goes from there all the way to you know working with a big corporation that wants mm-hmm. to promote something with with a, a mural you know what i mean and um you know i wouldn't go as far as painting a shoe or painting yeah, okay. I get it. you know yeah. the actual product I mean, shoes don't have that much personality right right you know it, there whatever, has right? to be yeah. there has yeah. to be kind of like yeah. i draw a line in the sand definitely yeah. but you know there's that whole spectrum of okay we're gonna do this for free for the community yeah. or we're gonna i'm gonna get paid by this big corporation yeah. and there's everything in between so it's always that kind of balance of like you know um making sure that that I, that I can pay my mortgage and take sure. care of my wife and baby and and also um giving back to the community and and also just not completely selling my soul you know what i mean and painting something that i, I disagree do. with and, you, know? and you mentioned something earlier and it wouldn't be fair to those that think you know art is to the eye of the beholder right i mean some people think tagging is art right. i know a guy out in hawaii kai that spends you know 20 hours a week covering up graffiti yeah. by trying to match the paint and make the walls right, look right, nice right. again. But and I'm sure that some of these people are in your life too. And yeah. maybe they want to make a change. Maybe they want to say, I I feel embarrassed at some of the stuff I want to do, but I still want to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how does that happen? I mean, you know, some people call it graffiti, some people call it art. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I guess in in, in some ways I can relate to uh to President Obama in mm-hmm. that um he, he, you know, no matter what he does, he's always everyone's going to have an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how art is as well. Sure. I mean, you you never have one hundred percent of uh, agreement with anything that you do. There's always everyone always has an opinion. Everyone always can critique every little thing that you do, and everyone 
has their own their own eye so um you know for me you know you know art is so subjective in that way and um yeah i mean you know there's it's a huge spectrum but i guess that's just life in general you have you know everything is this just broad spectrum and there's just is always gray areas you know it's it's never black and white you know you know gary that's why this is i'm i've learned so much because it, it it's like this guy's a racehorse you know and he's <laughs> and he's standing in that little thing and they boom they open the gate and he goes in and races to do his thing and this is time sensitive Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, from start to finish, this is a project that it's not like the Sistine Chapel. You have to get this done, right? Yeah. yeah that's the pressure on that. But, Gary, more importantly, uh, and you, you mentioned something earlier about the president uh, and the things that he could do. Hasn't he done that so far? I mean, you know, are, are we maybe able to take advantage of this? Because here in Hawaii, we feel a little closer to this guy because of our smallness and that he was one of these. He used to walk the same streets we do every day. No, there's something to what you say. On the other hand, I tend to think strategically and long-term from the standpoint. My daughter, Mika, and I met Barack when he was out here before he, he became president. He's just to talk to one-on-one. He's fabulous. Mm-hmm. He's so smart and thoughtful. On the other hand, you know, I think he's eminently qualified and got the best job credentials. I think there's better things that still lie ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He's young. What could he do to possibly help the world further for his two daughters? I would think he's going to be thinking about things like that. I don't think he's going to go down the trail to write memoirs and cash in. I, you know, I hope not. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just my instinct. You know, you're um, right, because here's a guy that really has served uh, two terms and has termed out. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to circle the wagons and come back and take another look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably not. But you, you, what you're saying is right. He doesn't need to sequester himself and start banging out on a word processor to, to make money with a book. He doesn't need to do those things. No, I agree, yeah. and yeah. I think, I think he's learned so much. Mm-hmm. I think he's so thoughtful that um, an incredible intellect and an incredible family, his wife, and their their dynamic unit that. You know, and he's young. I mean, mm. that's when people usually get their prime job of their life, whether yeah. it's a CEO or What are you going to do when you grow up? I mean, yeah. he's already no, done it, for right? Real. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For real. Yeah. The guy is mm. extraordinarily talented. I think he's ambitious. And I think mm. he has the, you know, whether you agree with his politics or not, um, he's in very, very talented. And I think he means to do things for the right reasons. Yeah, I agree. I don't think and, that he could have been elected if 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 there weren't a lot of people that mm-hmm. saw those qualities along the road. No, no, I think he's know. very authentic, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the people around him sometimes I think uh, they've sheltered him too much. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, the fact that someone that gifted came from Hawaii just you know I marvel at that all of the time, and I hope mm-hmm. he can renew his connection with Hawaii. Uh, more than just yeah. Christmas vacations. There, there was a neat piece uh, written by my friend Dwayne Shimogawa at NPB uh, Pacific Business News, and it was, you were very clear and quick to point out that this, uh, no matter how you're going to interpret this, it, it was your, not your intent to do anything political, but just to recognize the uniqueness of Hawaii and of this guy. That's you true. Know, is that is that, that pretty that much true. yeah? Okay. How do you uh, when when it gets time uh, in in just another couple of days when essentially uh, 
uh, command, the, the work is done, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, you, you, if you said, Mike, go do this, it would take me a 10 years to do <laughs> This is what you do, though. Yeah. So how long from, from when you first put the paint on the wall, how long does it take to do something this massive? Uh, you know, this piece, I'm kind of taking my time, and then, you know, I, since I just had a baby, Oh, by you the know, way, he stopped off on the road to have a baby on the way. Right, to right, that. right. <laughs> you know, there was a, the, you know, my daughter decided to come a, a few weeks early, so we had a, a week break, and, you know, no, no rest for the weary. I'm right back to work after a week. But, um, you know, this piece, I'm actually... I know it sounds surprising, but I'm taking my time, so it's taking me about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally, pieces this big, um, you know, I try to do it within within five to seven days. Yeah, so. I mean, you're up on ladders. You, I mean, it's, this has got to be a strenuous uh, thing oh, to yeah. do, you know? The, the, the heat, the sun, mm-hmm. um, and, and also what people don't realize is when you're up, uh, you know, I'm standing on a plank between two ladders or, you know, in other walls you're using a, a boom lift or mm-hmm. a scissor lift. Yeah. Those lifts, um, when they're up high, they, they wobble. They tend to wobble a little bit, right? So, so your your core is always, it's like stand-up paddle boarding. You know, mm-hmm. your core is always tight. So at the end of the day, when you come down to, to solid ground, your, your whole body has been tense for eight hours. Yeah. So it's really physically taxing but that, that's also why i love it because you know when i'm in my studio it's air conditioned it's quiet i have my favorite music on sure it's as relaxed as possible and i can take breaks you know and, and it's it's as controlled an environment um and this is you know the opposite how do you handle looky lose you know i mean it, we talked about this a little bit right. earlier but I, I can't imagine especially here in such a high traffic area gary's office here on on ward uh, is is in a high traffic thousands and thousands of vehicles go by every day everybody's saying hey what's going on over yeah. yeah oh well you know in 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 many ways that's that's the goal is mm-hmm. is as an artist you want people as many eyes as possible to see the work and another you know the 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 worst thing um for any art is just indifference mm-hmm. you know you want people to either love it or hate it but not not care yeah you know so point. so if people are Say something stinky if you want but at least talk about it yeah you yeah, know yeah, i yeah. mean obviously yeah. when people honk and, and yell you know obscenities and stuff on the road <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh you know it's a little distracting yeah. so i put my earphones in uh, for the most part you know painting in hawaii is a nice you know people are very polite and nice and and usually you know I, when i've painted in other cities it gets a little a little sketchy sometimes mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people especially when they're when you're on a main road because people seem to to be very very brave when they're uh, driving because they feel like they can yeah. yell something mean and yeah, just drive yeah, off yeah. when they're walking on the sidewalk you know maybe they're they're not as brave because maybe they think I'll chase after them or I, spray I paint of an, on them I thought of another really interesting thing for Gary here and that is that you know we're talking about this it's coming it's all coming together it can rain don't worry it's still going to it's still going to happen i always get asked this question you you are you have a reputation and and there are several others here in hawaii that are tough litigators you guys go in and you and you and you really have to beef you got to get your client you know you got to get your get your decision and you're working against the other guy and it's amazing to all of us that are not in your profession how that you can go out and have lunch with somebody that you've just been in a court battle with. Not that that's very common, but at least outside the actual battle or the courtroom minutes. Isn't it really different? Aren't you like uh, one guy's a graffiti guy, one's a fine art guy, but they, they have a common thing and they respect each other's work or at least give each other space? 
Well, actually, in litigation, it's actually pretty interesting. We've worked really hard at what we do, and I have an extraordinarily talented team with me. And I get to be really good friends with probably 80, 85, even maybe 90% of the lawyers on the other side. Sure. And I'm very good friends. And we, mm-hmm. uh, I've always felt that amazing of, of what you do. No. And, I, and we have other, and, lots of mutual friends. I'm amazed at that ability. Uh, but it all comes down to being professional and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. If you say it's going to be X, it's X. You don't change midstream. Mm-hmm. You don't tell somebody else. It's transparent in that regard. And once you get that level of professionalism, it's very, very rewarding. On the other hand, you know, there's a 10% group that's not trustworthy or they, you know, they come in from the mainland, they don't care, they're just mm-hmm. here for a short period and they leave, they'll say anything. Whereas people here, the practice here have a reputation with the judges and the, and the other side and you maintain that. And that's what makes it very, very yeah. worthwhile. So I deal with experts of all types in my cases and I develop great relationships mm-hmm. with them. So maybe it came a little easier for me as far as dealing with someone mm-hmm. like uh, Kamea because he's, mm-hmm. you know, just like you are. He's a he's a pro. Mm-hmm. He's a natural. And I just feel, you know, very honored to be able to do something with him and to help him uh, not only in his profession but also mm-hmm. to our community, give something to our community. In a way, it is a gift to our community. That's that why I said earlier. we can all share yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if... You know, when I'm dead and gone, mm-hmm. rather another X amount of dollars mm-hmm. be given to someone, you know, I'd rather you know, go back to the community. Yeah. Now, that, that, that I want to make sure that we do address that, that percentage of people that are buttheads. From the <laughs> of and that yeah. is, you know, uh, there have to be ways now that you artists can keep your work protected. I do know that the city has been working on some stuff for a long time, which is like a finish that they can put over stuff so when right. somebody does something. How much concern do you have to have? I, I do know that what you're doing in your work, a lot of it is, thank, knock on wood, thankfully out of the reach of most you know, jerkwads. But, yeah. but you got to worry a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, there's always that concern. Uh, I mean, f- you know, I've been lucky enough to work uh, to through powwow mm-hmm. have connected with with many many of the graffiti artists in Hawaii mm-hmm. and uh that's key isn't it? so mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. what and and my you know with powwow we're always trying as much as possible to include everyone so instead of um you know and it's a very hawaii kind of way of thinking where let's uh get ahead by collecting friends versus mm-hmm. cutting the throat of the enemy mm-hmm. so to me if if i can you know if we can give you know, these tigers, uh, these graffiti artists, uh, an, an outlet to paint on a legal wall and actually show their skills and talents, then why not? And we've done that, you know, for the past six years with Pao mm-hmm. Hawaii. So, you know, a lot of them I, I've gotten to know personally and they're good friends of mine mm-hmm. and, and some of them I grew up with. So, you know, there is kind of like a, like certain street laws, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I tell people is, uh, you know, when we paint murals, um, instead of attracting graffiti, it usually repels graffiti. Because if it's a bl- if it's a bland blank building, it's easy to to tag on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a mural, then it's it's a little harder to destroy that. And and if you do, it is a personal 
kind of statement towards whoever painted that. That's mural. a really a good point, and I want to make sure that we make we interject this. Normally during the show, the Gallagher Law Hour, I'm constantly pointing people at GallagherLaw.com, GallagherLaw.com. Go see what go see what's happening. Go see what's up. See how you can contribute. See how you can learn. I, I think people that are listening should know a little bit about more about your this powwow. Yeah, only so, because it it looks like something that is hand in hand with solving problems before they get out of hand. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we do uh we've we've been around since 2011 and um you know, we're my partner Jasper Wong and I have been doing Powahoy for 6 years. Um we do it every February and it's basically an arts festival. Mm-hmm. And here, so we right do here in Kakako, right here in Kakako, yeah. it's free to the public. Everyone can walk around. It's always Valentine's week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we paint large-scale murals and we fly in over 100 artists from all over the world every year. We put them up and we um we paint all the buildings in Kakako. Mm-hmm. So you can see some of the most famous art street artists in the world come and paint murals live for free and um so you know and we're beautifying a community and um so you know our website is just powwowhoy.com my website is kamehadar.com very simple very easy to remember um and and since our you know since we created powwowhoy we've it it's it is a, a an event and a concept that people really love, um, so much so that we've been able to expand into other mm-hmm. cities. So we do a powwow South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, where we've um, partnered with South by Southwest, the music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we do one in Long, Long Beach, California in the summer. Um, actually, as we speak, powwow Washington, D.C. is happening, and we're painting murals in Washington, D.C., this, yeah, this is so cool, Gary. You know, uh, it's like the the Loretta Lynn country song. You know, somebody was country before country was cool. Well, you were Kakaako before Kakaako was cool. Isn't it sort of neat the way that there's been this expo- this this explosion of of attitude and care in this particular piece of geography, Kakaako? Oh no, I agree wholeheartedly, and it's it's fun to get to know it from the inside. I mean, I'm just. Marvel, you drive around an industrial area, and you know, it's like industrial. Art, you know, Whereas well, now, yeah. hey, this is good, you know, mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. And if you, I go the same way to court all the time, and you know, there's certain things that I would have never seen. There's a shark on one corner, oh my goodness, you know, mm-hmm. that's coming right out of the wall. It's just all this really interesting things that, you know, we're the beneficiaries of. So, yes, Kakaoko is not what it was 10 years ago, that's for sure. Is there going to be a time, do you think, where there could be like a, a walking tour of Kaka'ako, like a little pamphlet where you can go and see, you know, the Kamehadar yeah. mural of Obama? You can yeah. go see the this and that? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, people email us, and, and we do mm-hmm. walking tours all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we organize them during the festival. We, do, we organize them outside of the festival. And we also have what's called the Powwow Passport, which is a little just informational booklet. It has the names of the artists and, and a little map. But um, you know the maps are always we're always getting <laughs> we're always getting in trouble because the maps um, people are like oh well you know it's this it's it's not a completely accurate and it's because you know to print those we have to go to you know print a month or two in advance sure. and things street change. and yeah. things change <laughs> and the festival yeah. itself is so incredibly organic mm-hmm. and the artists will show up from Europe and say oh the the paint is not drying well because mm. the sun, it, the wall faced 
east and I can't paint in the sun and in this in and it you know or there's a reflection <laughs> from one of the skyscrapers in other words it's not all smooth as silk oh yeah, no yeah, no yeah, ne yeah. never so yeah, yeah. you know things change I mean mm -hmm. you know another thing that I've noticed mm -hmm. is um the building that they're building across the street uh, Malka of of here it uh, at a certain time of day is incredibly reflective of oh, the sun boy. yeah and and actually, I'm thinking. You is that going to fry the wall? It's going to take no, the paint no. Off it's the not going to fry the wall, but yeah. I'm worried about people driving on on Ward Avenue and getting getting, getting blinded, this, getting blinded, laser you know? eyed, but, or whatever. They but call you know, it. those are all the things that that you, as a street artist, notice that nobody would ever notice. I mean, you know, they. Yeah. It's not anything like painting in the studio, and a lot of my artists that. You know, what we also do with Powwow is we bring in really, really world-renowned street artists, and we also try to bring in artists that have never painted on that scale mm -hmm. and have never experienced something like that. But, you know, maybe we see potential or talent. And so I tell them, they ask me what it's going to be like, and I say, okay, just imagine yourself in the studio, and it's air-conditioned, and you have your favorite track on your playlist and it's it's you're you're really really well rested and super inspired and it's just like the most perfect conditions to paint and powwow is the exact opposite of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's the perfect storm it, painting, it is right? it yeah. is an incredibly taxing mm -hmm. kind of whirlwind but you will never be the same in a good way. What about this? And before we run out of time, which we're going to do here in just a couple of moments, uh, you obviously were familiar, uh, you know, encouraged by family. You know, you, you found your niche. Yeah. What about what about people right now that's you know their their kid is getting into this stuff and you know they're, they're my God I can't believe it he, he painted on our lanai you know, right he right black paint on yeah. the lanai. Uh, how you how know, do you do that? For you know. As far as inspiring the next generation, I mean, that's, that's everything to me. Mm. You know, um, when I was, you know, in high school, I was trying to decide what college I was going to go to. And, and I wanted to be an artist. And um, everyone who I spoke to was saying, well, you either have to, you can make a living as an artist um, or live in Hawaii, but you mm. can't do both. Wow. And um, in some ways, they were kind of right because mm. there wasn't, there wasn't as much opportunity and and what we're doing with powwow is we're trying to spotlight hawaii and you know with modern day technology you have easy travel you have the internet and social mm -hmm. media you can turn an island into a hub so hawaii doesn't have to be this isolated island in the middle of the pacific well we're doing it with restaurants let's do it with art you yeah know i mean we got this cuisine let's let's yeah. let's nurture this thing yeah and you yeah. can you can and and what i want to do is not only beautify the community but build a quote-unquote industry where my daughter if she wants to be an artist which maybe I'll tell her to be a doctor or lawyer <laughs> yeah. instead uh, you know yeah. she can do that if she wants and make a living in Hawaii as an artist and as or as a creative and not have to move and take her talents elsewhere I think now that we planted the seed Gary that people got to come by the Gallagher law building with a slightly different attitude starting right now by the time they hear this this work is going to be well on its way to being completed you know, it's very exciting to me, and just having this interview yeah, yeah. And, and getting to know a little more about Kamea, but the, the thoughts that he just shared, I agree with wholeheartedly in that we're limited only by our creativity and willingness to work hard. And we have so much here in Hawaii that, that we want to, we don't want to leave and go someplace else. It's, you know, there's no place like Hawaii, so we have everything under the sun to work for, to bring it home 
for our families, ourselves, and those we love. Go to uh, KameaHadar.com or powwow.com, and of course, go to GallagherLaw.com for Gary Gallagher and the team here at Gallagher Law and, and our artist, Kamea Hadar. Thank you for listening to our program. We'll see you again next time. I'm Mike Buck. See you at GallagherLaw.com. Well, that's our program for today, and we certainly hope you'll come back next week for our next episode. In the meanwhile, to learn more about Team Gallagher, log on to GallagherLaw.com. That's G-A-L-I-H-E-R Law.com.